Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. I hope everybody is doing well today. Yes, indeed, folks. Um, well, what we're going to do is we're going to address a concern of Joanne out of Kansas City, Missouri. And Joanne, I appreciate you leaving a message and we're going to take care of it and take a look at it for you. And this episode is titled, Why Do Men Cheat? Now, we know that all men don't cheat, so please... You don't have to come in with the not all alarm system. You know, not all, not all, not all. Of course not all. Now, there's some things we need to first establish. Some people define cheating in different ways. And therefore, it depends on what the couple interprets as cheating. For some, it's even if you look at another person, correspond with another person, talk to another person, even give another person your time or attention. Others, it may be kissing. Others, you could actually have full-blown sex with them. As long as you don't fall in love with them, they don't consider that cheating. Oral sex, for some people, is not considered cheating. So it it varies. Depends on the relationship. I know it's kind of a stretch for some of you folks to think about, but that's the reality of it. So what we're going to do is, um, we're going to listen to Joanne's message, And then we're going to start the show talking about this in particular. Hi, Jawson. This is Joanne from Kansas City, and I want to know why do men cheat? I clearly busted my boyfriend on a date with a grown-ass woman at the mall. We both are 24, and she had to be at least 40. What the hell? He said she means nothing to him, but they were straight up holding hands and kissing. All right, folks, we're going to talk about it. Why do men cheat? Now, as many of you know that have listened to this show for five years now, I can't do that. Not that I'm a high moralistic standards type of guy or anything of that sort. It's because I'm going to forget and more than likely I will slip up because I would tell the woman probably that I'm going to cheat on her, tell her who I'm going to cheat with, give her the date that I'm going to cheat, the time, so that she can meet me there and stop me from cheating. More than likely, I'm going to start laughing as I'm telling her this. So, it's no way possible the shit's going to work. A lot of my friends have banned me from helping them cheat because I did such a horrific job at it. Again, not because I'm a moralist. It's because... It's stupid to me. Why are you with someone that you don't want to be with? 
that's the bottom line for me. Don't know the logic behind it. Now, here's the thing. There are many reasons why men cheat. And we're going to go over many of them. It's not as obvious as you think, as I told you before. Usually there are two factors that will make a man cheat. One is opportunity. And the other, of course, is low self-esteem. You will find with women, the correlation with them cheating is low self-esteem. However, they usually feel more emotionally abandoned. They don't feel loved or wanted. If you get a combination with a guy with low self-esteem and a woman who doesn't feel wanted, the nexus is going to be that low self-esteem. That's what's going to actually link them together. All right, let's go on here. And boredom is another one for women as well. The first thing, the opportunity to redress a past desire or attempt to be with a woman or a certain type of woman that they could not get in the past for whatever reason. Maybe she was the football jock's girlfriend. Maybe she had turned him down. But there is a reason. Now, he's not looking for the same girl, but he might be looking for the same type of girl with the characteristics. Because to some men, remember I told you some guys are so insecure that they hear the word no, and what that means is disrespect to them. Well, you'll run across a lot of guys with this. And so what happens, they will go and they're trying to relive the past, the glory days of the time when they wish they could have been with that nice looking cheerleader. But now they're 30 or 40. And they want to be with a woman that's on par with the way he saw that cheerleader at that time. Now I'm not talking about him going to high school or nothing like that. But I'm talking about a woman that would be on par with him in regard to his age as he's uh, advancing in life. Some men have that thing. As I told you before, low esteem, low self-esteem is another thing. And this is usually, they feel as though they've missed out on an opportunity. Maybe they were too bashful, too shy, didn't want to go and uh, get hurt or get dissed or be embarrassed. And so with this, it contributes to their low self-esteem. And ladies, let me tell you something. A lot of men who cheat on you, the reason why they are cheating on you is because sometimes they may not feel as though they got the quality of woman they wanted, so they got you. Doesn't necessarily mean that he could really pull that kind of woman, but what that means is that you know how you ladies say you settle? Well, some men actually believe that with their women that they settled. But of course, under different circumstances, women usually feel as though they settle with a guy because of his income. Men sometimes seems that they settle because of her appearance. It's one of the fundamentals we have to look at. 
This is also a way to feel more successful or accomplished. In some, one, in some ways, a competition with others. Now, this means that, and when I say others, I'm talking about like alpha males, that kind of thing. So take, for instance, he didn't get the hottest girl. He didn't get the most attractive woman. He didn't get the woman that was maybe a college graduate or something like that. But he still feels as though he deserves it. This is a lot of gamma male behavior right here. The guy who's pretty smart but doesn't have the interpersonal skills. And he could never get that woman that he wanted. But he got you. Now he'll never say this to you. And the reason why he wouldn't is because he'd rather have you than have nothing. Let's just get real about it. Let's keep it real. But that's the way that is, in essence. So, he still wants notoriety and respect, but he doesn't quite have what it takes to be there, in that sense. The other thing you have to deal with, when it comes down to lingering curiosities. Now with this, this could be based on taboos, usually. You might be a black man, never dated a white woman before. You may be a skinny man that never been with a large woman before. You may be a straight man wanting to see what a transgender woman is like. It could vary. But this is a category that some men find themselves in when they cheat. They want to go and taste the forbidden fruit or something that they could not do when they really wanted to do that. All right, the other. Asserting male dominance and autonomy. Now, women go through this sometimes too when they cheat. Wanting to be single, wanting to be left alone, wanting to grasp for that independence that they feel as though they have lost in the relationship. They want it back. You hear some people say they want themselves back. A lot of times what that means is that they want their autonomy back. They don't want to be in a relationship. And, and some people, they don't care how easy you make it for them to be in a relationship with you. Still not good enough. They want to be alone. But it's only one problem. In theory, they want to be alone. In reality, they don't. Because you present a form of validation for them by being in a relationship with them. I'm telling you, you're dealing with low self-esteem. So with this, they look at it, some progress is better than none at all, in that sense. The other, a sense of external affirmation where he holds the other woman's opinion of him higher than the woman that he's with. In other words, she makes him feel better than you do. She's complimenting him about things that you complain about. You might say he has a little sausage dick. The other woman may say he's got the biggest dick in the world. So what he's looking for is a contradiction to whatever you have suggested 
are put out there on the table. He may look at you more as an adversary than a lover. And this is a passive-aggressive way some men will cope with relationships that they've bitten off too much that they could chew. Now, how a lot of men get in this problem is that they mess around and get with the girl they don't want. This is the reason why, ladies, I know you may take offense to this, but I tell you all the time, and I tell guys all the time, one thing to look for is the physical attributes that you want in a woman first. And the reason for that is because that's going to be the thing that's usually going to lure you away from your woman. Character, personality, all those things are very important. You know, integrity, trustworthiness, all those are important. But you need to get the physical framework of the woman you want. Can't stress that enough. A lot of guys wander based on that. The other thing, peer pressure. Now this peer pressure is to counter the stereotype of maybe colleagues and friends. So he may have some single friends and they say, man, you can't get out of the house because you know, your woman's got you all locked up. And he's gonna try to prove himself because again, he doesn't want to feel left out. He doesn't want to have that low self-esteem. He doesn't want to feel like he's a chump. And so with this, he's gonna make that bold move. He's gonna try to go for that fine ass girl and show them. And even if he gets caught cheating, in his mind, he has a recognition of at least going out with a fine ass woman better than his buddy's woman and better than himself, than his own. Now, another thing too to realize, he may also start the process of detachment this way from his current partner. And what that means is he'll start purging with the other woman. He's going to tell the other woman everything that's wrong with you. All of the problems he's having. It's going to give him the positive reinforcement in order to start making some decisions that on his own he probably wouldn't make because he didn't have a support mechanism. So this is one thing that will happen because he's not going to talk to another man about his problems with his woman because what is that other man going to do? He's going to try to fuck his woman. So therefore, he has to kind of internalize that and he'll express it with the woman. This is one of the reasons why a lot of prostitutes actually wind up sitting there and listening to the guy. I had a friend of mine in Los Angeles years ago and she used to come to Vegas. She worked in the brothels in uh, Clark, not Clark County, but the areas around it. And eventually, what she chose to do was become a psychologist. And she's in New York now and that's what she does. She counsels women that are coming out of the sex industry. So it's one of those things where they talk to a lot of guys more so than they sleep with them. You'll be surprised the number. Because a lot of guys don't have anybody to talk to. The next thing, dealing with physical attributes from another woman that his own partner doesn't have. Remember we talked about that a minute ago. So he's looking for something 
in a woman that doesn't have that she doesn't have. Now I'm going to tell you, I fell victim to this, but I didn't cheat on the lady. But we did have to break up. And I make a joke about it every once in a while, but it wasn't really funny. I had the, you know, the touchy-feely type of thing for this lady. But I like a woman that has hips and a butt. And she didn't have a butt. And we were having sex one night, and I was trying to grab her back there. And I grabbed nothing but two fists full of air. And I was like, oh, shit. But it happens. But I knew sexually it wasn't going to work between us. But then again, that was my fault. But it happens. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, no, you, you know, it's all about the emotions and the love and you'll make yourself love that person. No, bullshit. Here's the thing, folks. Let me tell you something. A lot of women get stuck in marriages and relationships hoping and hoping. You're not going to get perfection, true enough. But the fundamental building blocks you will need in order to keep focused, you might want to look at those. The worst question you could ever ask a partner, and I tell you folks not to ask this question, you sit across the kitchen table and say, honey, you know what? In your own opinion, tell the truth. Am I the best you can do? could ask that of his girlfriend or wife she could ask the same thing of him folks if you get that answer honey let's change the subject you get that they knew they could do better than you just gonna leave it out there it's a tough question tough question now the other thing they may desire sexual acts from a woman that would be too embarrassing to ask of their partner. And they don't want to bear the shame. And a lot of these things are in the bedroom. So he might have gotten with his girlfriend. They got married, got into a relationship. And they have conventional sex. Well, he may want to have anal sex with the oral and all that. She may not be into that. And he'll be embarrassed to bring that up. So what do you do? You go and get it elsewhere. Now, women do this too. Most of these things women will do as well. But we're talking about men on this one. So, with that said, you know that conversation I always tell you you need to have at the beginning of a relationship when you start to talk about sex, when she's comfortable and she brings it up and you guys start talking about it or you guys are doing it and after you've finished, you're in the bed just cuddling each other. You may want to talk about those things. Because the one thing that you want to get out up front. What are you two into and what are you not into? That's going to be very important. Now. The next one. That we may face. A loss of confidence in his partner or in the relationship. 
when this happens, this means that the guy has checked out of the relationship. You're in it by yourself, ladies. That means that no matter what counseling, no matter how much you cry, how much you plead, it's a done deal. Now, some men will make mention of what's wrong. Usually women that don't want to hear it and start arguing back and not listening to him. They're usually ones that fall victim to this, unfortunately. Because, see, there's a sense of disenfranchisement that he has. And at this point, he pulls back. He withdraws. The other woman will know more about your relationship and you, as his woman, than you know about your own self. Especially if he's close to your mom. The reason being is that mothers have the blueprint of people in general. They know when you took your first uh, shot. They know when you were shitting yellow. They know everything about you. So he's got a full scope of you. He might even bring up things that you guys have resolved in the past as justification and causation for him to create an ally in this other woman that you don't know and he barely knows of anything else. The other aspect of this, you may enjoy the attention from another woman. He may not have had that in his past so this is a new thing for him he was probably the dweeb but a nerd in school and now all of a sudden he's successful or he's doing something and he might not have felt as though you were up to par to be with him but he took you anyway because not because he was better than you by no stretch ladies what it was is his self-esteem was so low that he thought that you were a major achievement. And now that he feels as though he's passed that milestone, there's a good possibility now, since these other women are giving him attention, he could feed that insecurity he had in the past at your expense. The next one. The other woman, of course, remi may remind him of a lost love. Someone that he had in his past that he really, 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 really fell in love with. Ladies, don't even come at me with this because a lot of you have that first love. That first guy that got between your legs, in many cases, is the guy that a lot of you would love to have now. And of course, some of you may have had bad experiences. But you know that one first love, and you guys were too young to really do anything. Maybe you were getting ready to go off to college, after high school, and you had to break it off, and wondered where it w would have gone. Some of you even write in talking about how you're asking questions, whether or not you should tell your husband that you want to go to your class high school class reunion or college class reunion without him 
or somebody comes into town, should she tell her husband or not before she slips off to his hotel room? It happens. But in this case, you'll run across something like this with some men. Now, there's also a sense of control, especially when it comes to sleeping with her friends, maybe relatives, co-workers, so forth. Now, here's the reason why some men will do this. They want to get a full 360 of you, but they're not doing it for that purpose. It just happens to be a byproduct of what they're doing. By doing this, they kind of have you in the box. So if you slept with your friends, co-workers, relatives, that kind of thing, and everybody's keeping their mouth shut, like a little conspiracy, you're the person that don't have the control anymore. You're the person that they could use the gaslighting. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about me cheating with her? We don't even like each other. What they're doing is they're taking your choice away. And that's one of the dangers in a relationship. People will try to sometimes take your choices away so they can give you the choices they want you to have. It should never be in that category. It should always be a situation where the two of you are working on your choices together to make the best choice for the relationship instead of one pulling the cover and the other one's trying to pull it the other way. All right, revenge cheating. Yes, ladies, you do this shit, men do it too. Now, revenge cheating is when somebody's deliberately asserting payback, especially if they've been cheated on, or even if they expect, uh, suspected you're cheating. Now, in some cases, what will happen is this. They may accuse you of cheating when you haven't. Again, control mechanism. So you comport yourself. You're showing him your schedule, your work schedule, your time. And it doesn't have to be a him, it could be a her. And what's happening is this. That person's trying to see where you'll be at any given time so they'll know where to cheat. Because now they got you feeling guilty. And they have the power. It's an old trick. The other aspect of it that we have here, and that is socioeconomic climbing with other women. In other words, you're good enough for right now, but he wants to see some sort of financial gain. He may want to see some sort of uh, climbing up the ladder, so to speak, whether it's a job promotion or something like that. Or it could be that he could fall in the lap of some woman that's pretty well off. And that could be the case. And by the way, I'm going to answer her other question about what was going on when it came down to that age gap thing. I got my own theory on that. Alright, the other one. Getting revenge 
with another male adversary by sleeping with his wife or girlfriend. This is a common thing that some men will do, believe it or not. You know, like the young girls will say something like, you know, if my boyfriend cheated on me, I'll fuck his dad. Some guys will go to this level just to get even. How many of you remember Tupac when he did the song Hit Him Up? You remember what that verse was? Fuck your bitch and the click your claim. And then he went on talking about how he fucked his wife. Yeah. That adversarial shit. Dangerous. And I never recommend anybody cheat with anyone married. Or even be with them, for that matter. Unless they're a spouse. I know it sounds like I'm old school, but I'm just telling you the way it is. It'll help you out a lot. Another thing. Thinking that the partner is unappreciative and another woman is more deserving than you. Yeah, men have feelings. Sometimes when those feelings are hurt, they don't come out and get pissed off at you. What they would do is do something passive aggressive like this. Start spending less money on you, less time with you. More money on gifts and excursions for the other woman. Treating the other woman better than you. It happens. And this will be brazen. At this point, he doesn't give a shit whether you leave him or not. The other thing. Let's pull this up here. Damn, how'd I get over there? I'm using my little screen here to pull things up. For those of you who don't know, I have uh, glaucoma. So I'm going by what I can read because it's like little vignettes. But let's carry on here. When he has access to easier marks, what's an easy mark for a guy who's cheating? A woman who distraught in her marriage, separated women, uh, women who are divorced and don't want anything serious. You'll find a lot of men will lie to you on these dating apps for that specific purpose, just to sleep with you. Just like some of the women will do. Won't say a word, they just go and do it and say, oh well, you know, it was your fault for getting all emotionally involved with me. Gotta throw that blame somewhere. Now, a common mistake, midlife crisis. This person feels as though they're losing it. They don't feel as though they still have it anymore. And see, what we're seeing now with a lot of women, with this resurgence of many of these older women going for younger men, we're seeing the midlife crisis in reverse. A lot of these women want these younger men, would love to have a relationship with them. And uh, 
Some of them are successful. Many of them are not. The odds are against you with that. Even with the older man with the younger woman, the odds are against them. But you can always beat the odds if you do the right thing. So, this is where things come in. So basically here, you're dealing with someone who's really having an identity crisis. They want to see if they still have it. They want to go out there and be the cat's meow once again. Especially if they're starting to gray, starting to feel older. They want that rejuvenation. Now, in many of these cases, these guys don't care if they get caught cheating. Because you know what the whole go-to is, right? She means nothing to me. Everybody says that they're cheap, mostly. That person meant nothing to me. Well, yeah, they did. Alright. The other one we face a lot of times is building a better foundation and constituency with an external female. In other words, you don't feel as though, the guy may not feel as though, I got me a good foundation in this relationship. Let me get someone that's a little bit more structured. Let me get with someone that's a little bit more uh, grounded. So you may be a material girl and he knew that when he went in and he's spending all his money on you, for instance. And he can get that one girl, that side piece or whatever you want to call her. That's cool with uh, pizza and Taco Bell. And then he starts to say, why in the hell am I throwing away all this money on this other woman? I got a woman that's cheaper and more accommodating. What the hell am I thinking? That's the way some of these guys think. Now, the reason why a lot of these guys don't get out of relationships, because I know a lot of you ladies ask this question. They don't get out of these relationships because, of course, as you say, it's cheaper to keep her. But a lot of times it has to do with complacency. The guy's lazy. He doesn't want to really do anything to really make it better or to get out of it. Sometimes they do this deliberately just so that you'll leave. You get pissed off, you pack your things up, you go over to your mama's house. He's like, good, her ass is gone. Let me call up these women and get them over here. Let me go throw a party. That friend that used to do that on the regular. He'd go and trigger arguments just for that purpose. Now, The other thing that you'll be dealing with also, the Madonna effect. Now, what is the Madonna effect? Some guys cheat on their wives because of this. They could never imagine their wives doing certain things. Their wives are heaven, or girlfriends are heaven, and all the other women are hell. In other words, with you, He's going to always keep it squeaky clean. That other woman, she's going to be the woman that he goes and does all his evil shit with, sexually and everything else. So in other words, if he wants a submissive, that woman will be his submissive. But yet, he's going to keep that relationship with you pristine and above board. 
it's like you're clean that woman is filthy and so whenever you catch him he will always say well honey you know what she meant nothing to me she's filthy I would never ask you to do some of the things that she did for me guys will use that they'll wipe their feet on your back alright the other thing here Uh, oh, biblical revisionism is another. This is when the guy may have a, an epiphany, goes back in the scriptures or go in some other religious document in order to justify him cheating. You hear people do it all the time. Go on TikTok. I've heard people say, man and, women, man and woman are not made to be monogamous. Heard that? Well, somebody is. You look at some of these animals that remain monogamous for their whole lives. I think ganders and geese do it. So it all depends on how it's applied. Now the other. non-disclosure of fetishes and habits. Now, the cheating that's associated with this, this person didn't tell you in the beginning of the relationship that they were into all of this kinky shit and crazy shit. They didn't want you to uh, get startled or you run away. It could be a situation where you guys have damn near an arranged marriage or something of that sort. But the one thing he didn't want to do was to soil his reputation, even by you knowing of this. So therefore, he keeps those external activities to himself. So he may say he's going out with his boys, but he's going to an S&M club, he's going to a swingers party, whatever. But for the most part, the boys will cover. You see a lot of this with nightclubs and stuff like that. This is the kind of shit Many of my buddies used to want me to cover them for. And I'd fuck it up for them as usual. Alright, um... The next one. Seeking a support mechanism. And some sort of alliance. Externally. They're looking for someone that will provide them the support and the backing so as they run into more and more difficulty in the relationship, they have a place to put their head that's soft. Both heads. And so in this way, he may go and act a fool with you in an argument and leave. You got a place to go to where he probably won't have any questions. He doesn't have to raise his voice, doesn't have to deal with it. Usually these women are drama relief. So if you got a lot of high-sprung drama, or if you guys are trauma-bound to the ups and downs of all of the bullshit that goes on in your relationship, if you can't resolve or sit down and try to talk about it, work it out, 
This woman is the peace and calm. And he's going to try to stay in that harbor as long as he can. Now, some men will look for a refuge in case things do get out of hand domestically. Now, here's the thing. A lot of you ladies will go to your mom's house or go to your sister's house or go to a friend's house if things kind of get escalated or heat up in an argument between you and your man. A lot of these guys are going to wind up going to a woman. And the reason for that is they don't have so much to worry about. She might want to ask what happens, but guess what she's not going to do? She's not going to obsess over what happened. In other words, she's not going to sit there and constantly bring the subject up. And I know a lot of women will say, well, you know, I ain't going to let nobody take my man. Ladies, please understand, nobody can take your man. Your man has to give himself away, just like you do. Nobody takes anything. There's no such thing as man jacking or woman jacking. Now, I know a lot of you think that it's just the physical attributes that men look for. Ladies, if it was that simple, let me tell you, every man that you see would be cheating. That's not the case. Now, what other behavior goes along with this deception? Well, first, deception itself. He has to lie to you. He has to, in some way, convey some sort of sincerity, as if you're the only one. So, he's emotionally deceiving you. He's going to more than like to gaslight you and say you didn't see what you did see. A friend of mine that I told you about, they used to always cheat. Got caught in a bedroom with another woman. This woman was married. Wife caught him. Dude was on the downstroke, caught him. What did he say? It ain't what it looked like. <laughs> Years later after they made up, she never let him live that down. And our inside joke, she and I, was she would tell me, well, I guess you guys are going to go to the bar and watch the football game. It ain't what it looked like, right? <laughs> she never let him forget that. Now, there's some people with zero tolerance when it comes to cheating. Cheat on me, you're out the door. Some people start out with that, but many don't follow through with it. Because they start to think and they start thinking about what they have to give up, what they have to lose. And a lot of times, it has to do with two things. Children and lifestyle. There's a lady that um, left a message. And I'm going to play her message later on. Probably on the, another podcast. No, I'll, well, no, I, I don't know. I might just play it. I'll tell you what, I'll just go on and play it here afterwards, after this, 
And she was one of the ladies who had called in about how I was wrong because she had been with her boyfriend for 10 years and her husband was okay with it. Well, apparently he wasn't because she got divorce papers served. You never know what's going through your partner's head. You never know what's going to see. They can only reveal to you what they want. And if they're comfortable, they feel as though they can be honest with you and tell you everything. If they're not so comfortable, they're only going to tell you bits and pieces, if anything at all. They'll smile and grin and tell you everything is fine. And you sit there and you're thinking that everything is okay, nothing's wrong, and before you know it, that person's ready to leave you. It happens. Now, so what are some of the ways to prevent your man from cheating? Or anyone from cheating for that matter. No matter how firm you make the rules, they can still be broken. I want you to think about it for a moment and we're going to discuss that particular aspect of it in just a moment. All right, now, first let me address uh, Joanne. My dear, here's what we got to face with your situation. I know you were hurt, but here's the thing too. Don't be surprised that this woman is his sugar mama. Don't be surprised if this woman is grooming him for herself. Oh, you know, you can get groomed in your 20s by older people. Because you're still at that point where you're still learning. Now, when I say grooming, I'm talking about grooming from the standpoint of making him the man she wants him to be. See, here's the difference. You're 24, according to your email here, and your message. You said you were in your 20s. And the one thing that I want you to realize is this. You're looking at him as a man that's supposed to be already complete and ready to go into a relationship with you. She doesn't see him that way. She sees him as someone that she can mold into a better man. So therefore, his appreciation of that's a little bit greater for one reason. With you, he has to be accountable. With her, he has to be understanding. That's the difference. You see, take it from a guy who's dated older women for years, especially as a younger man. I can tell you, they're looking more for a peaceful type of situation. They don't put the pressure on a man like women in our own peer groups will. And that's the difference. And when I say older, I'm talking about 10 years plus. And the reason for that is a lot of times they're already settled. They've already been through something. So they don't, they're not pushing the panic button in the relationship. Now, what this means for you 
you got to protect you and your feelings. And the way you need to start doing that, just for your own self, is to start now gradually pulling away. That's something you saw with your own eyes. He's going to try to deny it or whatever. Let him go through the motions. You got to start working on you. You're too young in order to get caught up and wind up as one of these angry women. That's one thing that I faced here in Vegas a lot. Some of these 27, 28 year old women, mad as hell. A lot of them are mad because they had babies by guys that weren't about shit. They think every man should pay for their own mistake. Not the kids, the decision they made in the father of the children. Because a lot of single moms think that men are not dating them based on the fact that they have kids. Nope. Kids didn't ask to be here, it's not their fault. Never their fault. But men will judge you on your parenting skills, the way you interact with your kids, the way you treat your kids, how well you've already handled the baby daddy stuff before they make a move to even think about dealing with you. All that shit should be taken care of. All the legal custody and all that stuff should be taken care of. I never forget, I had a friend of mine in Los Angeles. Craziest situation I ever saw in my life. He was sleeping with two women. Both of them were single moms. Like one lady had three kids, the other one had two. They both were going to custody battles with their baby daddy. Neither one of them ever been married. This friend of mine didn't have a job. Not that he couldn't get one. Not that he didn't have the skill sets. He had a degree. Electrical engineering. But he had a mindset that he should be taken care of because his family coddled him and took care of him. Mama always told him, baby, don't worry. Daddy always told him, son, you always have a place in this house. Two women arguing over a man that didn't have a job. And these weren't no hood rats either. These were good looking women. They may not have had the mentality, but they were attractive. A little polishing, they would have been fine. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and we were joking one day, I said, man, you know, they're fighting over your old child custody. <laughs> You're the infant being fought over. He didn't quite like that too much, but it was true. He's like, man, that's fucked up. I said, hey, that's the way it is. I said, consider yourself fortunate. I said, no woman's gonna fight over my ass. That's a good thing. I wouldn't want her to. But these are things that, you know, sometimes people are faced with. But, Joanne, getting back to you, you gotta start detaching. If you need therapy, contact you a local reputable therapist in your area and get some help. And the reason why I say that in particular, younger people seem to fall harder for relationships 
once you've been out there a bit and been bruised a bit, you kind of grow out of it. Except for those that have been in relationships like from high school, during their 40s, and they get divorced or something like that. Many of them actually don't grow. They don't develop. Even though they may be a 48-year-old woman, they still are a 17-year-old girl that married that man because they never had a chance to really grow outside of that environment, outside of that relationship. A lot of them come out angry. Ask some of these women that have had live-in relationships where they've had children with the man and the man never married her, and they got comfortable, and they wound up on a constant diet of struggling. Some of the women had never gone on vacation, never gone on a trip, maybe to a family reunion or something like that. And the only time some of them get out is actually when the family takes them somewhere. There are women right now in relationships and marriages. They haven't been out to eat in years. They haven't been out dancing in years. They haven't had any social engagements or events. They come home, watch TV, and that's it. That's their lives. Maybe fuck a couple of times, and that's it. So it all depends. Because you have control now. You're still young. So you may experience some heartache. Now, I don't know how long you guys have been together. But the one thing that I wouldn't do if I were you is put my hat on that particular relationship as being a determining thing for me to make a rash decision in my life that may impact it in a negative way. You can recover from this very easily. And I guarantee you there are more men out there that want you than women that want him. See, that's the advantage you have. Your gender alone gives you the edge. So you need to use that to your advantage. Because that would better serve you more so than anything else. It's only fair. As I always tell you on this show, you deserve to be happy. It's your life. A lot of people comport themselves based on someone else's desires or wants. Family, friends. Because some of you know you got some friends. You can't even be yourself around them. Or you will lose them. Those are not your friends. Those are people that want you to comport Those are people that are trying to brainwash you and use you. The one worst thing you could ever do, and I talked about this on another podcast, that confirmation bias, you get with that individual that has that, has the insecurity, conspiracy theories, and has that cognitive dissonance. Shit. You got a mess on your hands. God help you to get in a relationship with one another. You got a lot of things to deal with. There was a lady that contacted me not too long ago, I think about a couple of weeks ago, talking about let's go out and have drinks. Now, she asked me this, and 
I looked at her profile. It was on OkCupid. And when I went down her profile, the only thing I saw, she wanted a man who loves life, want to party, someone who wants to travel. And I'm reading through all of this. And then when I read her portion of the bio, she says, someone who's willing to pay to make my life complete. That was a drop the mic moment. I politely wrote her back and I told her, I don't think I'd be the right guy for you. And I got the why not in big bold letters with the uh, exclamation point. Not the typed, it wasn't typed out. It was one of those gifs. And I told her, it's not interested. And of course she blocked me. <clears throat> you see, ladies, let's talk about trying to help your men from cheat. It's out of your control. Let's get that out there first. This has to be personal discipline on his part. Badgering him won't work. Making him feel guilty after he's done it, that ain't gonna work. It might work on some guys, especially if he's an amateur at it. If he's a pro and been cheating for a while, that shit don't mean anything to him. Those are just words. The other thing, you can handle it like my friend did, well, his wife did, not him. And I've told this story many times over. He had an alcoholism issue. And when he was supposed to be in his meetings, he had this lady that was working with him there. And she was recovering too. And they'd go to the club. They'd meet us there. And we knew that he was sleeping with that woman. And then, of course, he'd get there and start drinking. And we'd tell him every once in a while, hey, man, you need to slow down. You shouldn't be even doing this shit. You shouldn't even be here. Oh, I know my, I know what I'm doing. This is my life, blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right. I'm a grown-ass man. Boy, when they say that, you know you got problems. So, he didn't have a ride home. Well, I went on and uh, drove him home with Bo, friend Bo. He in the back seat trying to manufacture a lie. And Bo's trying to contribute. I can't do shit, because I don't know where to start. And this man's wife, she was not the kind of woman that somebody could just lie to and just walk over. She wasn't that tight. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. She was like a Senate subcommittee. And so we had this lie that we were going to tell him. We get him up to the door. Porch light come on. Hey, man. Hey. 
We'll talk to you tomorrow. She said, oh no, you all coming in. I go, oh shit. And this woman, I gotta admit, gorgeous. Gorgeous. And she had on her mate stuff. And I never forget the split in front of her robe. Where I could see those thighs. Mm. I tried my best not to look. And I'm saying to myself, you dumbass, you cheating on this? It was like she had taken a screwdriver and just turned it in him. Asked us if we want coffee. I'm like, no, we're all, you know, she made coffee. <laughs> we sat there and she asked that man every question under the sun. She already knew he was screwing around on her. She knew he had been drinking again. And then she asked those questions. It was uncomfortable. Who is she? Ladies, that's a question that'll fuck up any man. You could walk down the street and just ask a man, so who is she? Huh? <laughs> you have to do a double take and think again. But, um, she asked him the question. So what is she like? Is she lighter than I am? How long is her hair? She was asking all of these detailed questions. And I'm sitting there, not she's not tearing up. Not, that shit looked like she was just sitting there, just like she was just waiting. And I could tell she had rehearsed all of this before we got there. It was tough. So is she better than me? How is she built? going through the whole thing and we sitting there and we're like yo man we gotta go she said no you're gonna sit your asses down here the reason why I wanted to go I didn't want to look because every time she leaned forward and I could see in the thigh I was like uh uh mm-mm. I was just asking my dick don't get hard please don't get hard please don't get hard because it's gonna be so obvious but that's the way it was and you'll find some people that just can't get it together. Now, here's the other thing too. A lot of my friends that hung out in the clubs and stuff who were married, they had a lot of stuff going on at home. Many of them married too soon. Some of them married the wrong woman and the wrong woman married them. The right woman married the wrong dude. Just face it. And they couldn't understand when I was married for those three years why I totally left the clubs and all that shit behind. Man, why'd you give up? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't want nothing to interfere. So if it didn't work, the last thing I was going to do was blame it on something else. It didn't work because she and I failed. That I can accept. We tried our best at it, and we failed. We were in two different planes of life, but we were still cordial and amicable. Never said a bad word about her. She's a good woman. But that's what you deal with. Now, 
crazy thing is this. I had one friend, he had cheated so much. He told me one night, he said, man, I'm tired of cheating. He said, I forgot these women's names. Said, I'm calling everybody honey. I got to take out payday loans and credit cards in order to take them out. My wife's on my back because I got all this debt. I told him, I said, why don't you just give it up? He said, I can't. He said, I really can't. Pussy was his weakness. Sitting up there with eight kids. It was his weakness. A lot of these guys wound up in abject poverty. Real bad shape. So I went to jail for child support. Others got sued. But I remember when many of them had their first kid bragging, teasing me, oh, you should be a father. Hell, you doing? I got a little, I got a little junior now, and I'm like, all right, that's good. I was proud of, him. but that wasn't in the cards for me. I already knew that's not for me. Even when me and my ex-wife got married, I made sure. Hey, you sure you can't get pregnant? I'm positive I can't get pregnant. We went that checked out, cause we both agreed. She already had three kids from previous marriage. I didn't want to have any. And she offered. You know, I can go and get my tubes in time. No, we're fine. You don't need to go up under the knife unless it's to save your life. I was cool with it. Well, here's the thing with cheating, though, in general. A lot of people that I knew who cheated a lot, they went through these, like, uh, crest and draws they'd be up one minute until they cheated and afterwards they'd be down this draw like damn near depression and never could understand it oh you don't know you 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 don't know my problems I'm like well you're complicating them with the shit you're doing lady at the club that night we see all the time she'd have all these different men with her not one night you'll see her with the same guy on a Friday night she has one guy in one club and Saturday night she has another guy in another club we fucked around one night I think we were at Zelda's and <laughs> she had this dude with the and hell I thought he was you know one of her new dudes that's when I found out it was her husband. Like, oh shit. I don't spilled the beans and fucked her up. Didn't mean it, didn't know it. And then you see some people, you see them with their side pieces more than you see them with their wives or girlfriends. Like, damn. 
Makes you wonder sometimes. But what it comes down to, ladies, you could be as accommodating as you as you want to be. A lot of it has to do with the personal will of the man. Now, what are some of the drivers that might make him justify cheating? That's what you need to look at, not the calls. Some of the drivers. Now, the drivers are basically things that will put him in that direction, and later they're comported to excuses. Nagging. Things such as, I remember a lady that I knew years ago, used to always tell me, she said, well, I learned instead of nagging my husband, I used my mouth for something else and I shut him up. Whatever works for you. Doesn't work for everybody. But here's the thing. The more he feels as though he's a part of the relationship and the family, the better off you will be. See, it's the alienation for many of these men. Especially if they have low self-esteem starting out. But see, they're not going to show it. It's not going to be something that you're going to see so vividly they got to conceal it because they can't look like they're weak around other men so they have to conceal that but inside they can be insecure you need to be someone that they can talk to and when I say this I'm talking about someone they can talk to without the criticism without the blame and the finger pointing where you can just talk and even if he is fucked up with whatever he's done, let him talk. Because then again, there's a good possibility he might own his fuck up. That's what I tell women that they need to listen for. Let him talk and let him own his fuck up. Now, if he doesn't own it, you gotta remember you're not dealing with a man. You're dealing with an insecure boy. Something a child would do. I remember one time, Monica and I had a conversation. And she's like, if you're going to cheat on me, if you ever cheat on me, please wear a condom. I said, why would I want to cheat on you? Your pussy's good enough. And I was being honest. I said, why would I need to cheat on you? Because she was under the assumption that most men cheat. Now, here's another thing too that we have to come to grips with. When a man gets to a point where he feels as though he's exiled, he doesn't feel as though he's a part of the relationship. You're just going through the regular functions in it. It could be over an argument over something that had nothing to do with sex or anything else. What that's going to do is hit his self-esteem. You remember that word I always tell you about called inadequacy? Something that both men and women fear. 
don't know it. When you feel as though you tried your best and your best wasn't good enough, how does that make you feel? It makes you feel like shit. Think about going out there playing a game and you lose by one point at the buzzer. All that work for naught. Well, this is what happens sometimes. This is what manifests. And what we have to come to grips with is that you're not going to win every battle. So you have to adjust. And what these men need is that positive reinforcement from you ladies instead of the criticism to understand where they're coming from. Now I'm talking about this will help you as far as pre-cheating before he cheats. Where he can purge to you and talk to you and tell you what's going on with him. When he doesn't feel as though he has that and doesn't have that support, some other woman is more than likely going to hear. There are women out there who are single, get approached by married men, and these men purge about all of the shit that's going wrong in their marriage. Just like I used to get the shit from married women purging about their husbands. It starts there. And it's more than just communication. You gotta be considerate. You have to be considerate and consistent. And see, this is the thing. Most men don't expect to be acknowledged by women when it comes down to something like that. Because most women don't acknowledge it. And you wonder why a lot of these women get cheated on. A lot of it has to do with that. And you always chalk it up. Oh, well, she, he just went on and fucked her because of this. But no, there were some other problems there besides that. See, you're dealing with the actions. You're not dealing with the causation. Causation starts with him. The reasoning for it. And ladies, what do men usually tell you after they get caught cheating? Why'd you do it? Just like that, just like old girl asked my friend that night. First thing, I don't know. Looking like a little kid. I don't know. Because I know if I was asked that question and I cheated, why'd you cheat? Pussy was good. I just tell her straight up whatever it was. That's one of the reasons why I don't cheat. Not because I'm a moralist or anything like that. I, well, for one thing, I don't like exposing myself to potential diseases by other people. Or situations that I don't have to be involved with. But that also reflects on the choice I made in the partner that I have for me to have to go out of the relationship. That means that my choices and people ain't shit, which means that I wouldn't be shit. So it wouldn't make any sense for me to choose somebody and I'm going to go and cheat on them. Again, I'm not hitting you with any biblical shit or nothing like that. 
Because as many of you know that listen to this show, I'm the farthest thing from a religious man. I'm proud of it. But I'll tell you this. You can be cordial. But being understanding, compassionate, and listening helps out a lot. Now, here's the reason why a lot of men shut down communicatively with women. It's out of shame. They feel as though they shouldn't be the one to come to you to tell you issues. You know who a lot of men go to to talk about issues? Their mothers. Relationships, marriages, all kind of shit, they go to mom. Mom is the confidant for a lot of men. That was one thing that I thanked my mother for. She got me straight in the beginning. Even before I even talked about it. Before I even started dating, really. She said, now, whatever goes on between you and your woman, that you bring it to me. I'm not in your relationship. Don't bring that shit over here. I appreciate her to this day for setting that precedent with me. Because what that did, that made me realize my choice, my obligation, my accountability, my situation. I'm no better than anyone else. The only thing that's different is that I've observed people 30 plus years out there on the dating scene. I've seen fuck ups. I have seen successes. And I've seen indifferent relationships take place. I've seen all three. And after a while, you start to understand. And then you start knowing what to look for when you choose a partner. You can fill them out. I remember I met a lady one time. We were going to go out on a date. And uh, we were going to meet at this restaurant. And we got there. She shows up. I show up. I extended my hand to shake her hand. And she opened her arms up to give me a hug. We went on and hugged. I kissed her on the cheek. And this woman let out the loudest fart I ever heard. She was so embarrassed, she just put her head. I said, no, that's funny. I said, let's get away from it before it starts smelling. <laughs> I know the doorman was kind of upset, but hey, it happens. We had a wonderful date. And she said, since you know me that well, we had fun that whole night. An awkward meeting. And sometimes that happens and you just... Go with the flow. All right. You know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Now we know. You fart. Okay. You're human. Let's say a lot of women are kind of... Oh, you know, they're criticizing themselves. And sometimes, ladies, you will criticize yourself about a good relationship and a good situation. Don't be overly critical. Don't beat yourself up. 
There are too many people out there that'll do it for free verbally. You know it already. But yeah, these are things that you may need to look at, but the main thing is men are very secretive about their feelings. And it's out of embarrassment, it's out of shame, it's out of not feeling as though they are masculine. They don't want to be called weak. They don't want to be called wimps. Because that's what society conditions for. They have feelings just like everybody else. sometimes try to fit into a societal mold that we don't have to. Got men that are ashamed to cry in front of their wives. Mm -mm. Don't make you weak. Doesn't make you any less of a man. As a man, you're defined by the decisions you make in regards to others and yourself. you got to face. You can't take somebody's manhood away from them. You have to give it away, fellas. Just on the way it goes. That's what you got to realize. You got to keep your confidence. You don't have to compete with these alpha males or anybody else. You can just be your damn self. be like anyone. That's what makes you unique. That's what makes you stand out. That's what makes you marketable to women. Being who you are. The best person you can be. Not a caricature or a clone of somebody else. Why do you think all these guys that were trying to be thugged out back in the day trying to get to the women and women wouldn't take them seriously? Because they saw these men as not thinking for themselves. They saw them trying to emulate other men. Why do you think a lot of these guys are passing up on many of these women here in the States and going overseas to look for women? Because what they're seeing are women cloning themselves. To be like Kardashian, Beyonce, Rihanna, whoever. Just like women get tired of guys trying to be the thugs. Because remember, the thug was in in the 90s. Now, not so much. What are you seeing? Guys walking around with braids, with gray hair, with barrettes on the end. Wearing sagging jeans and Jordans. Talking about the glory days of the 90s. They're in their 40s and 50s now. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. And these women know it. And many of them are frustrated because a lot of them had to take care of men that got out of the system back in the 90s. All the way through for years. 
soon as those kids got grown and gone, she got her ass out of that relationship. Now she's trying to look for something better. Happens. Happens. You also have to look at, when it comes down to cheating, what's some of the liabilities? What happens if you're cheating with somebody and you have an accident or something? You gotta go to the hospital. How's that gonna work? Her spouse shows up, your spouse shows up, because we're both married. Try explaining that one. Oh, and many of you ladies written in about the STDs you've caught from men. Yeah. It's sad. That's the reason why I tell you, we're kind of. It's not a 100% foolproof plan, but it's better than nothing. Far better than nothing. And one thing that happens as you get older, yes, hopefully you'll become wiser. Some people don't. But those standards, they change as you age. Same thing with the values, and especially the boundaries. Well, your boundaries become more restrictive as you get older. Standards become a little bit more, a little bit higher. And you make better choices, usually, with experience. However, that's if you grow. Some people don't. Some people want to stay in the mindset of that teenage child that got pregnant, who's now a 47-year-old woman with the same mindset as she had at 17. Not because she had any kind of uh, physical or mental impediment, but because she doesn't want to grow up. She wants to be a Toys R Us kid. She wants to stay there. It's a comfort zone. It would be nice if we could all stay in our 20s. Young, vibrant. Guys could still be handsome and muscular. Women could still be fine and flawless as they saw it. But that's not the case. We change with time, as we should. We grow and we evolve. And what happens after a while, certain things you gotta realize. As one of my friends told me, that cheated a lot. He said, you know, I've been cheating with the same damn women for the last several years. And he said, you know, I'm tired of them. I'm like, well, why? Because he was cheating with like three different women. He was married. And I'm like, why? And by this time, these women knew about each other. They were calling each other and all kind of shit. Well, what had happened? 
He just got tired of the whole thing. He got tired of having sex with all of them. He got tired of the game. He was ready to get out. They didn't want him to retire. They didn't like the way things were. And he was the worst thing that ever walked the face of this earth when he made his decision just to stick with his wife. Because they had gotten comfortable. They had settled in. And this is what you have to come to grips with. He wanted to be able to pick up and go. He didn't want to stay stagnant in L.A. because of all the women that he was messing around with. They got old. He had been doing that shit from his 20s all the way up to his 40s. He was tired of it. And sometimes it'll happen. But just from my perspective, I think he got tired of serving that insecurity like a slave. Finally, he said, you know what, enough of this shit. More in a moment, folks. Well, all I can say is that you were right. I got served with divorce papers yesterday. I never knew my husband despised me the way he did for as long as he did. I thought it was a mutual agreement that we would have an open marriage and my boyfriend and I would never be a problem for him. I spent most of the day crying and my boyfriend has tried to comfort me. He is in no position to maintain the lifestyle that my husband provided for me. And I'll be damned if I'm going to live in a one bedroom apartment and give up my Mercedes to drive a damn Honda Accord. Maybe I got too comfortable and thought that my husband wouldn't leave me because it would cost him too much. Looks like I was wrong. Now, for some strange reason, I find my boyfriend less attractive. I'm going to pick myself up and not allow this setback to break my spirit. I'm a good woman and I deserve a good man and maybe I will find him. I cannot believe I wasted 10 years of my life in a marriage that went nowhere. Boo fucking who? Fellas, let me tell you something. When you talk about ungrateful, this was a lady that bragged about her having her boyfriend all those years while she was still married. Not a boyfriend ain't shit because she lost her mainstay, her man. See, here's the possibility. I'm just going with a possibility on this because I don't know this lady from a can of paint. She left a message on this, so I'm just going to talk about it. Here's the thing. She liked the fact that her boyfriend was not doing as well as her husband. I guarantee you this woman probably dragged his lack of masculinity, as she probably put it, in his face. You're not good enough to take me away from my man. Stay in the farm league. You don't belong in the pros. Now that her mainstay is served her divorce papers, and her reality is, I gotta give up this lifestyle and this car for the bullshit that my boyfriend has to provide, which is a one bedroom and a Honda Accord. 
Hmm. That's Benita, fellas. This is the kind of thankless woman that you'll get if you get with a material girl. This is what you will get. Entitled. Only worried about her damn self. Thought that everything was okay. And let me tell you what's going to happen. More than likely, divorce will go through. She's going to take her ass somewhere. And she's going to meet a guy that's going to be so empathetic that's going to listen to her. And he's going to try to fix everything up. And he's going to put on his cape. And he's going to put his right hand on his wallet. And his left hand up in the air. And he's going to repeat the sympocratic oath of Captain Sabaho. That's what he's going to do. And she's going to run over his ass just like she's done everybody else. Oh, I've dated a woman like this before, so I know. I know how this works. I know how this goes. She wasn't married. She had gotten divorced, but had the same kind of disposition. And I can tell you right now, guys, this lady right here would be the kind of woman that don't have shit but cut you down for what little you have that's more than what she has. That's her. Fuck around and marry one of these women if you want to like that. Now what do you think about it? Ten years with this boyfriend. So guess what she didn't have for him? No expectations. More than likely, probably told him, "Mm -mm, not leaving, not leaving my husband. Remember the message that she had left earlier, a few days ago? Talking about how I was wrong and I could speak for myself. And she was telling me that she had been in his relationship for 10 years with, with this man and she's married and everything is fine, telling me to speak for myself. Hmm. Now what probably happened, man, your husband probably heard that episode and so I'm going to fix this shit. Don't forget, I don't have your phone number. I can't call you. You left the message. I did twist your arm. This is what you get, folks. She knew that shit wasn't working. Husband knew about that shit, probably. Ten years, you're damn straight. But she had to get a guy that didn't have much to make him feel little. And therefore she could walk all over him. She could do the shit to him that she couldn't do to her husband. That's what it came down to. And that's a fucked up thing in a relationship. Some people cheat just for that purpose. They're going to do something to that person that's less than they are. Guys do it with side pieces all the time. 
So guys, now you know. And this is no personal indictment on the woman. I'm upset with more of her mindset than I am her. I don't know her. And the reason why I'm upset with that kind of mindset is because I face that kind of mindset on the dating scene so many times over and over. Still face it today. Entitlement. The boyfriend was good enough to fuck, but not good enough to be your man. Oh, how many times have some of you gotten relationships like that? Well, some of you ladies, when you want to slow things down with the guy that you started with and y'all started fucking first. Talking about, oh, no, you know, I think we need to slow it down because I think the only thing you want me for is sex. Well, since you started that way, that's where we're going to keep going. And now you're trying to get serious. Now you're trying to cut off the pussy. Who the fuck you think you are, OPEC? You're just going to just cut it off. Cut production. And oil prices go up. So what is, what's supposed to happen? His respect for you is supposed to go up? What's he going to do? He's going to find a non-OPEC oil producer. What he's going to do? He's going to find him a side piece. Another woman. Because you started out the wrong way on the wrong foot. Because he can't take you seriously. can't take you seriously. You started out fucking in a relationship. Then you want to have a relationship. Now, if there was some dialogue in the beginning where you say, you know what, let's start out where we're just going to see whether or not we really fit with each other by fucking. And then after that, let's go on and have a relationship and we'll include fucking. Sounds impractical. Doesn't sound romantic, does it? Doesn't sound like it's in the heat of the moment, does it? Caught it before the horse, right? Well, in certain cultures, guess what? The woman wants to fuck you before she'll date you. In the Scandinavian countries, that's the way it is. Again, inadequacy. Inadequacy. She always beat this man over the head, the boyfriend, about being inadequate. Not having what the husband had. Not providing for her like the husband does. And unfortunately, his dumb ass was out there just trying his hardest. One of those three o'clock guys that women call friends. Except she probably gave him some pussy. One thing I'll give married women credit for that cheat, I'll give them credit for this. They will offer a man pussy. See, single women, oh, they got the pick of the litter. Even divorced women, they, they, they're like, uh, no, mm, I don't want to make another mistake. Let me, let me go with this slowly. 
Married woman? <laughs> yeah. And then don't let her be insecure and possessive. Oh my God, you really got problems. Because she already got a bodyguard. She shows up at your job and act a fool. She gets you in trouble. As soon as her man finds out, guess who he's going to be pissed at? You? Because he's going to be making love and fucking her. Because he's already got an investment with her. So she always has, already has equity. She's going to be exempt. You got to take his frustration out on somebody so you're going to be the human punching bag. But this is what happens. You play that game. And see, some people can't afford to lose the game when they play it. See, whenever I do something, I always count my losses first. It's just like when you're doing an income statement. And you're doing a mock one. You're trying to see what all the expenses are, right? And you want to multiply that by 10 usually. That's the revenue you need to make. So if it costs me $1,000 to produce a product, I would look at $10,000 As the goal, nine thousand would be the profit. The one thousand would offset the cost. Rule of ten. Using the banking. But this is what you have to look at. And I don't mean to vilify this woman. Matter of fact, I'm not. But what I am saying is the mindset and the behavior. And those things, I will tell you fellas, they will set you back more than anything. Because what happens is you get to a point where you're so involved with trying to be successful, satisfy her, and she's gonna take the audacity to go out and cheat. She's going to have the audacity to go out and get someone else underneath her to be her flogging boy. This is why I tell you guys, some of you are out there trying to impress women with what you spend on them. And then you get pissed off when she gets accustomed to that level of spending that you've had for her. And now you got to reel it in a bit. It's not her fault. It's your damn fault because you created the appetite for her to feed on. You did that. So don't start getting mad when you giving her luxury cars and homes and nice dinners and everything just to impress her. Now that you've impressed her, now you got to bring her back to reality because you don't live like that. That's on you.
I don't fault the woman at all. Because you have your safeguards in there to let her know where you are well beforehand. That's the reason why I tell you guys, Starbucks, ice cream parlor, cafe, coffee shop, Barnes & Noble bookstore, beach, picnic. There's a lot of shit you can do for a reasonable price. Even if you're here in Vegas, you can go over to the link, the big ass Ferris wheel, right down the strip. They have reasonable drinks. You get hot dogs and stuff like that. If you just want to have a cheap date where you can just get to know the person. Because you don't want to go out there and I'm telling you, open up the coffers every time you take a woman out, you're spending four or five hundred dollars. And you're going out twice a month. And some of you are spending a grand. Oh, you guys have written about this shit over the years. Taking out credit cards and extra loans. Going into your 401k, one guy did. Well, what? Living a lifestyle you can't afford. Spending money you can't afford to burn. And if you're 45 or 50 still doing this shit and you're still working and you still have a mortgage and you still have consumer debt, that's going to hurt you even worse. You got to have some kind of debt abatement program where you're starting to pay that shit down because you're going to be retiring soon. And your lifestyle is going to be reduced on a fixed income. And God help you if you retire and still have a high-ass mortgage where when you were working you could afford it. But now that you're retired, you got to have roommates to help you pay that mortgage every month. Or you have to sell the property. It's the reason why you want to do a spin down. Why do you think the banks and all of these institutions don't market to you so much after you get around 45 or 50? You look at some of the commercials with these people in them. Banking commercials, credit card commercials. How many people with gray hair do you see in them? You see a hell of a lot of them in these damn uh, hover around commercials, AARP commercials. Because they realize that by that time, you're getting close to a fixed income, you're more of a risk. They want that person in their prime career years or getting there. That's what they want. Remember years ago, it was a big thing about the reverse mortgage. You remember how they were doing that shit? I have yet to see another commercial about that now. These are things you need to think about. Look. You're going to fuck off some money in your life. Let's face that. And fellas, you will have to spend money. A lot of these young dudes are getting mad at older guys like myself because some of these younger women are coming to us 
And they're not going in there asking for an SSI check or any kind of thing like that. You know what most of these women are doing? They're realizing, hey, you know what? Even though you may not have a lot of money, we're about on par as far as income. And I can live with that because at least I have stability. That's what they're looking at. These young dudes that are pissed off talking about these old sugar daddies, man, please. Those women weren't interested in you in the first place. You're the dude that they were trying to get away from. You were the guy that forgot his wallet at the restaurant. You're the guy that was couch surfing and needed a place to stay. Probably one of the guys that left her with a baby. That you don't see. So that's the one thing that you got to realize, fellas. Materialism is real. And half the shit you're buying, 10, 20 years from now, tell me where the fuck it is. Those big ticket items. You know what's fucked up is to finance something that's going to take about several years to pay off. And then when you pay it off, you don't even have it. Or it's been so depreciated that you want to kick yourself for spending that kind of money. That Mercedes I used to hang on to, that 78 Mercedes. People got upset with me because they wanted me to get a newer car. Personal car. I had company cars. But my personal car, they wanted me to upgrade it. They didn't want to be seen in it. They didn't want to ride it. It was clean. Looked just like it came off the showroom floor. But it was older. That was the thing. It didn't resonate status. Well, hell, it was paid off. More than most of the people who were complaining could say about theirs. I had the pink on it. They didn't. On theirs. I didn't have to complain when it came down to smogging maintenance. I didn't have to complain when it came down to things such as going to having a car detailed or anything like that. Car insurance was less. What I had to realize was those folks wanted to be seen. They wanted to be admired by other people. Because they felt as though they haven't arrived yet. My arrival was the day I came into this planet as a child. That's the only acknowledgement and recognition I needed. I survived. The rest of the shit I can do. But sometimes we get to a point where we think that Things will make us. Material things. Money. You know, I got a list sitting here of the wealthiest African American people in the world. People of African descent. The first two people on that list are Nigerian. Billions of dollars. 
the wealthiest black man in this country invested in this fund Vista down there in Texas I think he made around like nine I think he's worth nine billion dollars now but these are people that took risk in order to be where they are and they had to make sacrifices in order to take those risks just like anybody else would have to do but you want some people to basically take all the risks for you and the only thing you want to do is to lounge in a lap of luxury must be nice must be nice as I told you even with Monica money that she and her family had I never considered it my money I still live within the means of what I had because I always thought one breakup and shit <laughs> rosy slippers goes away but what you have fellas just like this lady is a lot of women who are going to be more dependent on you financially that didn't prepare themselves for the future That's what you're going to have. See, a lot of these younger girls are getting it. Those women that have went out and had kids when they weren't really ready to have them. And now they're in a fucked up situation because the baby daddy is not working or not making the money. And these younger girls are going to older men. Because they get it. They're just being a little bit more practical. Now, are there problems with that? Hell yeah, there are problems with that because what's going to happen? Eventually, they're going to grow out of those older men, just like younger men grow out of older women. It's going to happen. And if you go in with your eyes open like that, it has less of an impact and less of a shock. But if you go in there naively, you can have your ass handed to you. So this is something that you have to really think about. Now, I know I'm beating a dead horse with this because you've heard it before. But I just want to convey to you because a lot of you guys still write in about some of the fucked up shit you've had to deal with on dates. Paying for people that just happen to show up that your date invited. Moms, girlfriends, other family members. Basically, some of these women are saying, Oh, let me use you since I got you. And of course, you guys don't want to be rude. You just go on and just adapt to the situation. You gotta quit doing that shit start walking out this date was pertaining to you and I not for me to go and be you know Brady and Tucker and every other motherfucker 
at your job. And that's the way you got to do it. You got to put your foot down. Because see, the one thing you got to realize is that once you allow something to happen that offended you, because women will, they'll call your ass out on something that, that is not right with them. They'll call it out right then. As men, what do we do? We get that stiffer upper lip and we just take it. You gotta quit doing that shit. You need to express yourselves. You need to start speaking more, communicating more, but communicate effectively. Not out of frustration. Let her know how you feel. You don't have to cuss her out or anything like that. Just say, look, um, I appreciate the fact that you invited your friend, but I only have enough money for you and I. So your friend is going to have to figure out what the hell she or he's going to do. Well, you're not going to pay for my... No. Oh, you're a jerk. You're cheap. Yep, call me a jerk. Call me cheap and kiss my ass. That's what you do, fellas. Just walk on out. Don't waste your time with that. You don't have to. You don't have to accept every situation that's presented to you by a woman. Because they come to you with some fucked up situations. Some of them still married, still fighting for custody. Some of them got damn warrants. Asking you how your credit score is because theirs is fucked up. Not your problem. You want somebody that can pay their own bills. Trust me. I don't care if she only has $20 left after her bills are paid. You guys can negotiate and say, hey, you got 20, I got 20. We can go and have dinner at Pizza Hut. What the hell? You're not a charity organization. You're not an NGO. You're not the IMF. And you're damn sure not the World Bank. They only finance infrastructure projects. They don't even deal with any kind of loans for everyday people or businesses. So you got to remember that. And the only reason why I tell you this is because there are some people that will deliberately not be accountable or plan in any way for their future. And guess what? They may look at you as being their retirement plan. Some of you guys wound up getting a child support order. Eighteen years later, seventeen years later, that woman hadn't talked to you in seventeen years. It's y'all fucked. Now you go to court. You owe all this back child support. She didn't tell you that she had a child. That's a retirement plan. Your ass. That's the reason why you gotta watch who you sleep with. You don't have to be paranoid, but you do have to be vigilant. lot of scandalous shit going on. I'm just 
trying to help you. Because I had to avoid a lot of things, man. A lot of things that I could have gotten tripped up on and a lot of my friends got tripped up on. But I learned from them. I tell you something that's fucked up that I had happened to a friend of mine years ago. He was messing around with this woman. He was getting ready to go through his divorce, but he was still married to his wife. And he started messing around with this other lady who said she was single. She was married. The husband caught the both of them together. He got into an altercation with the husband. The husband got injured, pressed charges. Old boy went to jail. Asked his wife to bail him out. She couldn't. She didn't have the money. And as he sat there, he went on with the jail. I think he did two years or something and got this anger management thing. He got out. Wife was pregnant by another dude. He got mad at him. He got into an altercation. He got locked up again. This time they sent him for a longer period. The woman that he had the affair with finally divorced her husband when he got out the second time. He moved in with her. Had a kid with her. Thought everything was fine. And to find out she's still been sleeping with the ex-husband all those years. He had no clue. You don't have time to waste like he did. When he told me about all the shit he had gone through in that situation, anyway, it was like, yo, bro, we cool. We cool. And it wasn't about me distancing, distancing him because he was a bad person or nothing like that. But it was about the decisions he made, the choices he made, the life choices he made. Because I knew at some point that shit would probably spill over into my life if I hung out with him. And he had a hell of a lot of drama to deal with. It's foolish. And you don't have to go through half of this shit. But we go through it sometimes we go through relationships that are fucked up thinking that there's going to be some sort of happy ending. But we got to look at what we would like to see and what is actually there. You know, it's kind of funny how people always talk about dying and going to heaven. And we're supposed to have streets paved with gold with honey and all this other shit. And Peter's supposed to be at the gates and all this other stuff and pearly gates and all this. And it's supposed to happen up in the sky. Haven't you ever noticed the only people that are talking about this shit are the people who are alive? We can paint any kind of narrative we want to.
at some point. We got to look at what is important to us. We only have a short period of time on this planet. Don't fuck it off wasting your time in bad relationships if you can help. Your life is to be lived and enjoyed, not to struggle and suffer. A lot of friends of mine didn't like me when I basically changed up. A lot of people I'd known for years. I just changed the way I interacted with them, relationship with them. And I had to do that to save myself. And as you get older, fewer people contact you. You're not as popular. The only reason why I'm getting all of this fanfare now is because, oh, they found out that I have a podcast. A lot of these people didn't give a fuck about me, trust me. And I'm cool with that. Because I already know what their sentiments were. But I know what their interest is now. See the difference? That's the way it goes. Now, some of these people are good people. Some of my exes, great people. Been knowing them for years. But there's some others. Hmm. Yeah. But that happens in life. That's the human dynamic. How can it benefit me? Bo Jr. Left a message. Bo was the guy that was the eventually came to be an alcoholic. He was a player back in the day. But here's the thing. Despite all the shit he had gone through, I still respect him as my friend. He still called me up, no matter how bad things were, no matter how good they were. And folks, what you're going to find is this. As you get older, that phone's going to ring less. Those text messages are going to come in slower. Because you have no value to some of those people that you used to be valuable to. You may not have the connections and the status anymore. In other words, they don't see any use in using you. So why would they need you? And old people say, oh, well, you need to choose better quality friends. How the fuck are people going to choose better quality friends when they can't choose better quality relationships? Because you don't have control over the person. The only thing you could do is make a decision in your best interest when you are trying to get a partner. Those four question categories, they're just to help you. Guess who has to also participate? The person you're asking those questions to. If they're not on the up and up, no matter what you do, you're never going to have an effective partnership because that person is not going to be in your corner. Not going to be legit. I wish there was a magic wand or a crystal ball or some book you could read where everything would be normal and pristine. This is your reality. 
Your reality is the volatility of life. Folks, I got to get out of here, but I really appreciate you listening. And take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.